everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. I'm your host, Paige Hardy, and this is episode 80. Now, I know this is Lazarus Pitt's episode. We were supposed to have it live, sadly, due to some technical difficulty issues. We were not able to get it live on time, but we still have the podcast here for you guys, and we are working on everything that we can so we can make sure that it goes right next time. Um, but aside that, a little bit of neon news before we get into our guests today. Last week, we had on Entropy, a local Raleigh DJ uh, who actually did a live stream the other day, too. You can go find his podcast episode with me over on our video tab on Facebook or on YouTube as well. Other than that, in the Unnews world, I do have an exciting announcement for our nine-year anniversary drop. We have an announcement on Friday that I can tell you more, guys, more information about. That's it for that. That's the only announcement I have. Not really. I have one more. So Kid Kaze, one of our sponsored artists, just released one of his singles called Ecstasy. It's a, um, over on his channel. You can find it. But we are throwing together a little musical EP remix competition for any genre who wants to remix it. Um, basically, we're going to collect uh, so many amount of so many artists who remix the song to put on like a remix EP release. Um, there'll be a lot more information coming with that soon. Um, so also stay tuned for that. Just wanted to put the word out there for any artists who are looking for a fun new project to do during this fun quarantine time. So without further ado, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today. Um, they've been rocking North Carolina stages and they've been all over touring recently. Uh, they are a psychedelic rock band, jam band, whatever you want to call them. They are awesome. Please welcome Lazarus Pitt. Awesome. How are you guys doing? Hi Paige. Hi Paige. Thank you for having us. No, thanks for coming. I'm glad we uh, got you guys all in the same room. Mm, this, is, this is the 80th edition, huh? The 80th edition, yep. This is number 8-0. And, of course, without without failure, uh, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. That is uh, Lazarus Pet standard time. <laughs> standard operating procedures. We, we, we stole that from the Grateful Dead, but we're standing by it. <laughs> I like how Bubbles has his own. You what? I said I like how Bulbasaur has his mask. Yeah, Bulbasaur is uh, uh, being uh, proper, falling proper. He's taking the government's advice, staring inside. Uh, you know, there's like a pandemic going on, right? Uh, something like that. I'm not entirely sure. As soon as we announced that our new album was coming out, play. a pandemic, a play came. Play. So imagine so, that. Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. We, <laughs> yeah. we should be talking about this amazing Midwest tour we were going to start at the end of this month, but. No Once again, pandemic thing. Damn. I know you guys have uh, you guys have been planning a lot. You did a lot more uh, touring last year than um, I think you've done just like previously in general. So I can I can only imagine what you Yeah, we we yeah. went on our first um, real tour. We went to the whole South. We got to play New Orleans, yeah. Mobile, uh, Baton Rouge. We got to eat some po' boys. We did. Oh, the cuisine, cuisine through the South is excellent. All right. <laughs> we can answer your questions now. What would you like to know? No, you're good. I love it. It's just like being back in the living room all over again. <laughs> <laughs> good, good old days. You'd be, you'd be impressed with this place. The, the hardwood floors look really, really nice. Somebody should have a blunt. That's the only thing I can think. <laughs> Basically. Well, um, uh, let's start off with just like the basic questions, just for those who don't know who you guys are, kind of how, when you started and kind of how you guys uh, formed together as a band. Eli, you want to lead off on this one? <laughs> I like to think that the Lazarus Pit is an uh, ancient entity that is older than you or I or anybody else. I would, I would tend to agree. But, we're we're uh, pretty much sure we were, we were cosmically picked for this, this destiny somehow. Um... <laughs> I don't know how else to put it on that, but uh, I, met, I met Eli outside of a, of a of Lincoln Theater, December 30th, 2015. They were live streaming a fish show from New Year's Eve. <laughs> we, were, we were outside and uh, I started talking fish. And then, this, is, this is where versions differ. He, he swears it wasn't until we met later. I, I say he's, he told me about the band that night. He says it was later when I came over to watch uh, what watch some watch some uh, fish over here, but uh, you know, tell me you had this band called Lazarus Pet. It was just him. I was the only one in it 
for a minute. But uh, we were going to do, it was going to be great. We were going to do great things. And I was looking for a project at the time. And I was like, sure, this, this sounds perfect. My personal hero is Jim Galvano, the NC State's uh, basketball coach when they won in 83. And his big thing was his dream was to win a national title. And he can found a bunch of people that, you know, he convinced them that they could win it, that they could all win it together. And mm -hmm. that's kind of the, the MO I take with these characters and myself and anybody else that wants to be a part of the LP family that we're all trying to get there together. I don't know exactly where the proverbial, we talk <laughs> a lot about trying to get there. Like, I don't know exactly where. Do you know what getting there is musically, Paige? You know that. What are your shows? You, you've seen us. You know that feeling oh, yeah. when time, space isn't real anymore? It's kind of all distorts a little bit. Rolls into oh, yeah. And you're just, you're just there in the moment, in the music. We are, it's just, we are too. It's not just a, a magic that we're doing for people. Like, we're doing it. We're trying to get there, too. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that... I think I don't it, know it, it comes through when we play. I don't know if it ever... With a lot of big musicians, it's like you can never really tell where they're like where their true attitudes or hearts are with it all. It's just like this packaged product that you receive. But I'm here on the, the Dion Black podcast to say that Lazarus Pit are real jams from real heads. I mean, this is, we play the kind of music that we like and um, try and try and space it out and do psychedelic stuff and Although, legitimately jam a lot We just try to get away with playing some of that other <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> that feeling in the world is just being on stage with these guys when you're in the middle of just a noisy, beautiful five-minute jam, and that, that being said, open your eyes and you just see people's jaws on the floor because they're all there. We don't like to be pigeonholed in, in, in the term jam band necessarily. We it's are a four-letter word. We are a rock band that jams. Um, honestly, one of the better compliments we've ever gotten from people is, well, I don't really like jam bands, but I like you guys. We get a lot so we're of doing that. something. We're doing something right. We we definitely have our own take on jam music. Um, For sure. You got the granddaddies like Grateful Dead and, and Fish. Orders. And, you know, we love them. We listen to them. I think we've been to a few Fish shows. Nah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, we definitely do our own thing. I think the three of us listen to, in our own time, listen to such different music. Yeah, we all and, came from very diverse backgrounds musically. I played in a heavy metal band and... Cameron did a, a solo electronic game. Yeah, I was playing know. a lot of really psychedelic trip so hop kind of music. Skin flute Shut up. That was incredible. Oh, jeez. <laughs> me and me, me, Eli cut a few albums and a few duos <laughs> under. Um, uh, I should give a shout out to my old band, Smash Alley. Love you guys. Phoenix. Out there. Phoenix, 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 Jim, Davey. You guys are great. You already answered that. So I was definitely going to ask you if you've been in bands previously. So, like, <laughs> yes. are we on? We did read our cheat sheet questions, so mm -hmm. we, we, uh, we can yeah. This is, this is why I don't send them. I like to be, I like to surprise people. We're going okay. to shoot from the hip anyway. So, guys, <laughs> the last part, me, me and Eli, you know, worked through some people. We went through a series of uh, bass players before we got a... Chose not to accept the call, and that's okay. That's it's okay. A, a big commitment. Um, and then our, uh, our our dear friend Ashley, who at one point played around a little keyboard in the van. We got her to send a post out looking for a bass player, and okay. this guy this, responded. Yeah, yeah. I, they I, met, I met, they met years ago at a Ashley came to one of my shows when I was doing um, the electronic project, uh, which I played under the name Tree Climber. It was a skin flute project. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And at the time, I mean, I kind of, I was looking to play music, jam with some people. And for the first time I came here, uh, I mean, the three of us just clicked more than I've ever clicked with. I think you like, like send you some, like, some demo stuff from the garage. I mean, looking my, my head literally exploded. Looking back now... Could be almost cringeworthy. Oh, not really. There have been some, there have been some moments from the beginning. People have been telling us ever since the beginning of this journey that our music does something. <laughs> um, I mean, you've you've seen early shows, Paige. Yeah. A fan since the early days. Heard it all. Almost for sure. You'd say we come in about two and a half years. We come a long way. Oh, for sure. Well, that's something else I wanted to talk about too. Just uh, you know, with the new music that you guys are releasing, you know, I know that you've had 
definitely pushing your new single, You Don't Tag Me in Memes Anymore, that comes out April 24th. We're in the right. Obviously, you knew uh, you knew John well and many in the community were big uh, big fans of our boy Conifer, so this album's uh, a, a tribute. He, he was he was our biggest cheerleader and would always push us to go he, harder. He was the, and be one of the first people to really believe in what we we're doing. Yeah, he he sure. saw what we were doing, and that's a problem that we have is people don't maybe people just don't understand what we do. They have and, certain expectations. Yeah, and Pinecone saw through all of that and was just a fan and supported us and. We, big, we big, miss big him a lot. Later. We miss him a lot. He still hangs around. R.I.P. R.I.P. Izzy. Um, Lights blink at all or any like Stranger Things stuff. Don't freak out. He's <laughs> ghost now. So he just um, wants to chill with the boys. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't either. So uh, talking a little bit about albums um, between the Night and Light demo and then like the Dirty, uh, the Doctor Perky and. Uh, I mean, gold. Okay. <laughs> the artwork of which can be uh, seen, I think, directly. That sounds like something you would get in like a like a the district in Amsterdam. You want the dirty turkey? <laughs> Maybe those <laughs> the mic or something. So say that. You have the somewhere. Um. So. So putting all those albums together um, with all your different musical uh, perspectives and mindsets when it comes to putting together a track, how do you guys decide when a song is done and when to put it on the album? So with the with Nightlight, our first thing, that was our, that was like our second show that we had ever done. Yeah, that was weird. It was a live oh, thing. That's like a cell phone recording off our second show that we ever did. And like, you can hear it on Cam's Jam. And even in the stranglehold, I mean, it shreds. Like we were so proud. I'm still really proud of that. Yeah, I, I that, that one still holds up years later. I don't care. Yeah, how good it gets from there. Like that that night cooked. I we we all all like five or six people of us there in the room that night. We felt it. It was so for real. We all got there. It's a, it's a perfect blend of just punk noise, funk. It is a little bit um, rasta. Then with the the Dr. Perky songs, it was mostly stuff that. I'd kind of written by myself a little bit and then kind of had some ideas and then we all kind of fleshed it out together. And I, I remember the recording process of, of Perky, Dirty Perky. <laughs> it didn't, uh, it didn't feel, it didn't feel right. It was on us. Like this. Yeah, it, it just, definitely feels that we tracked everything, every instrument just, separately. And it's still, we're very proud of it. Um, kind of first, however, we recorded uh, live. You know, oh, live takes. It's yeah. movie so, Caliente. The answer is when, when the song is done is, is when we we made the last little edit to it at the, you know, with our engineer and, and we're finally satisfied that we don't need to do anything more. Yeah, you it, know? it was, it, recording Conifers felt so much more natural yeah. than Perky. Um, I mean, at that point, the three of us were playing for like two and a half years and we just went in there and just jammed and... We we, some we created the, some very very special beautiful moments. At the end at the end of Conifer's song, which we're gonna play a little bit later, the title track is a jam on the album that is just one one take, just what was coming out of our heads at the time, and we'll probably never play that jam exactly the same live, but you know there'll be elements of it and yeah, the moment like that's what we try to capture is is the feel that we bring to the stage mm -hmm. on a CD or you know. Digital, which, like you said, is challenging. Conifers is an authentic experience for sure. And really, like to answer your question about when a song's done, I mean, yeah. we have a really good friend, um, Mike Maggio. <laughs> and what, what was his quote? What did he say to us, Eli? He said, uh, "You never really finish a project. You end up, you just end up walking away from it at some point." Um, and that always so stuck true. with me. It's like <laughs> right. you can always keep tinkering and like. We had to get to the point where we were satisfied and the money was running out. <laughs> um, but the song will continue yeah. to evolve down, down the line. I think the longest on. song on, or the longest song we've played is the, the first song off of it called One Too Many Mornings. And I think the three of us wrote that probably almost two years ago. Yeah. And we've just, been, song on that we yeah, we just been trying it out on stage, seeing what works, what doesn't. And 
I think I think the three of us are very happy with the result of it. Yeah. It's definitely the the heaviest song on the album. Yeah. Yeah, this all week. the songs are very very diverse. You got six six songs with lyrics, and then two kind of experimental noise mm-hmm. instrumental tracks that we kind of we kind of took out of jams that we do while the tape was running in the studio and yeah yeah there's pop there's rock like you're saying there's funk there's like you know there's some know, some 311 some reggae. reggae influences in there yeah you know 311 actually invented reggae hey the 311 is from kingston jamaica they, they did invent like the, they did invent the genre of reggae but they invented the term Peanut, the basis for Peanut, the basis for 311, first said reggae music in Kingston <laughs> Dance Hall in uh, 1969. It's, it's been stuck ever since. Are you, yeah. are you clear with this Peanut? You, you can find this information. You can Google it right now. Yeah. Um, Whenever, I, I definitely need to back check some of that. And the origin of reggae, all that information will be at just as we've said it right now. That's correct. That's wild. Why, why would we lie about 311? We, we would never yeah. lie. I know you have no reason to listen. <laughs> um, All right, carry on. <laughs> you're good. So, um, when it, with these albums, you know, like you said, just kind of having a song being done is just kind of the walking away process. Pretty but much. also, with all of your minds, how do you make sure that each one of you gets your voice heard on the album, whether it's through lyrics or you know the amount of a certain track, or how do you make sure that everyone's heard? <laughs> I think it's pretty equal. We, we, I, when, we, when we play, the three of us are on an astral plane, and it's just one entity. We get together like freaking Voltron. To quote, to quote the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, we just decided at the beginning, everything's going to be one-third, one-third, one-third. Um, you know, we, we each contribute to the, each song. We build the songs together. Um, and that way, honestly, if there's a dispute... If two people agree and the other one doesn't, you just kind of yeah. suck it up. And it seems you like know, when we're jamming and floating ideas off, you know, I might have an idea for Eli or John and just give them something basic. And then what they do with that is a million times better than what I was hearing in my head. I mean, I think we're very lucky that we yeah. we just get together like Voltron. I think that's <laughs> a reason that, jam- our, that we jam really well together is because like it's not just you know hey here's a minute for cam to go crazy on the bass or here's john yeah, to go crazy. yeah, yeah there's, there's zero ego in, in what we do well, yeah, a lot of artists will write all the music and then just bring in musicians to play it and that that doesn't like we, we don't care about that. ego we just care about getting there and we care about getting our audience and fans there and yeah, we, it's, a, it's a collaborative process and if you like because you like we were saying earlier, like with the Conover's jam that we got on the album, it'll never quite be that way again. But with uh, active listening skills, you know, if Cam's got a a sweet little wrinkle on a bass line, or John, you know, the same, and anybody, like we can kind of shift in that direction instead of just like you know, I'm playing power chords over here, right? And Cam's doing like jazz bass, and John's doing something else. It's like that's not impressive. It's only impressive when it, you know, it all spins into one thing. And, and it, it does not always. There are some times when it does not quite work. And it's really hard to figure out. Sometimes, <laughs> like, you feel like you should... We've got a good batting average. It's mostly yeah. been working lately, which is cool, but there are still some ex- inexplic- inexplicable moments of just like, well, that was, that was kind of... But <laughs> boy, that, <laughs> is, that is when you play off the cuff and improvisationally, you know, you're... you're you got to take risks. Yeah. What what I always loved is, you know, we'll be in a jam, and I would think that we completely train-wrecked it. I didn't like what I was playing. Yeah, the worst I thought we were off. But then when we go back and listen to it, I've, it's always fantastic. We also spend an obsessive amount of time listening back to ourselves. Yeah, you, you got to study from something. I mean, really, that's... But that's cool. how we build songs, really. We'll, we'll, we'll have a riff. We'll, re- we'll record a few sessions, listen back, take bits and pieces of it. Take what we like, incorporate it the next time around, and the song just kind of slowly builds. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, especially doing more of the jam style that you guys do, for sure. Um, 
But, uh, and I guess one question I actually have for each of you is let me know what is your favorite song that you guys have created just since day one? Doesn't have to be released or anything like that, but what's your favorite song and why? Whatever song we're jamming right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's my initial thought. Uh, I I just think the the you don't tag me in memes anymore is such a catchy title. Everybody that we say that to smiles and and, and chuckles and it's like oh oh yeah I, I get that. It's a relatable it's, thing. It's, it's a love song right for now. It, it, it's very it's in the very moment and it's catchy. It's catchy pop. Your candy pop. You'll hear it. Cavity um, inducing. It's great. Cavity inducing. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, getting you to fill in. But again, it doesn't necessarily sound like any of the other tracks in the album. There's a very diverse elements to each song. Um, my, my personal favorite moment, um, at least lately, it, this, this, the answer to that question changes like every week. But we've been playing a tune called Landfall. And there's some great, beautiful moments of improvisation in it. Available on Conifers. It's available on Conifers, which comes out May, May 22nd. On Spotify, iTunes. You can, uh, pre, you can pre-order Conifers on Bandcamp now. We just want to let you know. We're going to uh, fire up one, two, whichever one is the primary way for the people like to like download. What are you listening yeah, to? Yeah, do you, you title? Are you a title girl? No. Or are you an iTunes girl? I honestly, I mean, like, I use Spotify at the moment. That's what I use. That, that, that. I feel like a weirdo. Like, I use YouTube. Like, I'm, yeah. always trying to I'm on YouTube. Podcast. A lot of people are on YouTube a lot. I'm with you, Paige. I, I use Spotify. But anyway, Conifers is available <laughs> for pre-order. Um, and then memes will be out April 24th all, on all downloading and streaming platforms. I and then, Amazon, etc. I think my favorite song to play, or, like, not so much like any song when we nail it. I'm just like, that's cool because it's a song that you wrote, and it, especially yeah. that we have like it's a lot of different parts, and it's like, you know, it takes a minute. Um, yeah. it takes a few times playing it to get there, but the the peak of mornings, one too many mornings, like the the last couple minutes of that song, when we mm. nail that, it's as good as anything. Um, to me, it's just, it feels as good as anything. It does. I've ever been a part of. Very therapeutic. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, um, I'm guessing aside from obviously being able to pre-order the album, once it is out, will it be on LazarusPit.com too, with all your other albums and merch? Yeah, everything. Sure. Um, yeah, if you just go to LazarusPit.com, you can find our online store for merch, and then there's links um, to all all the streaming sites and everything. Yeah, really, to check out our music, I think YouTube's the best spot. Because it's got some of the crispiest jams on there. You like the live stuff, yeah. Yeah, our YouTube, our YouTube page, well, just the YouTube page as well as some good live videos up for people. Sweet. Well, for the album. Oh, yeah, yeah, Spotify yeah. Spotify or Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, awesome. SoundCloud will be up on SoundCloud soon. So, from, from, you know, this being now your third technical, you know, CD that you're being released, going from just starting off in the basement there about, you know, two years ago or so to, I mean, still planning your your mid, you know, country tour. Um, what inspires you guys to continue to stay as a band and keep going through, you know, all the, the hurdles and humps that life throws at you? There's tons of them. Um... Yes, just okay. not to sound uh, like the D, but yeah, like somehow this is what we're supposed to do. I think it's a noble. I mean, not uh, to shoot our own horns, but I think it's a noble goal to try and like do something for people that they don't get many other places. I mean, I think that's something that's special about big crowds of people that are all listening to the same thing and like feeling the same thing. It's like you make some like. I mean, I think the Grateful Dead was all about this in a lot of ways. Like, you get enough people in the right headspace together and play the right kind of music, you can get some, like, I don't know, some consciousness shit. Yeah, and definitely I, that collective, I, I collective a, conscience when everybody's tuned in. A, a, not a cross to bear, because it's not a, a struggle, but it's definitely, uh, I don't know, it's, it's something, I, I think it's a noble goal to try and... Uh, get people there wherever there is because it feels good and it feels good to get there with other people and then we To create those moments and yeah, definitely the reactions we get from from people. I mean we've had uh, Some people come up in tears and just tell us that was absolutely life-changing. I'm like wow, that's pretty high praise mm -hmm. and Even from the early days when we just fool around at 
3 a.m. in the morning and we'd have a few guests over. Often. They well, just they they just kind of give that look like wow like that moved me to some place that I didn't quite know I was capable of getting to. So it, that it's very reassuring. I yeah, mean, we're doing something right. I feel and that's the place we're trying to go to. It's not like a look up, again. It's not like a magic trick. That's yeah. like you know don't look behind the 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 counter. Right. Don't, don't look behind the, the bed with the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean we're we we, we play we're, we're we play for our through. audience, but I mean. Play, play music therapy for me. It's the only thing that keeps me sane. I would have killed myself a long time ago. And that's, <laughs> yeah. I would have long been dead by my own. And, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky. I get to play music with my best friends and travel and just help yeah, people get there. The opportunity and, to, to see different places and, you know. Um, kind of see some, place, some awesome places we would have never, ever gone to on our on our own. Mobile, um, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Low-key. Alabama's yeah, yeah, listeners, Don't tell anybody. Alabama has got it going on every little corner. They're partying. Talk about Southern hospitality. Yeah, when uh, <laughs> we played, right before Mobile, we played in, what is it, Arlington? Not Arlington. Anison. And Southern hospitality, we played at this, there's just this bar, um, the, the owner of it treated us so well. She made us awesome chicken wings, got us amazingly this drunk. This was a drink. Sunday night after New Year's Eve. There was like, I don't, I don't even know if anybody even knew there was going to supposed to be a show that night. It wound up being like a, a practice that we got fed fed for and free drinks. But there hey, was one guy that came and an he the, the girl bartender and like slow dance all night. It was like we were playing their prom. It was so sweet. And uh, all the pina coladas and chicken wings were good to do. Anyway, everybody's super kind in <laughs> Alabama and let alone New Orleans. I mean, I feel like that's Woo! the most like, no, no. you know, people say they embrace differences on like a surface level. And I think a lot of people are serious about it. But in New Orleans, it's just like, it's like a different world. Tell what you're all about. Like, let's, let's be buds. It's, it's like, a different, I mean, we, we, played, we played in New York. We played in Philadelphia. Some really awesome, fun cities. Atlanta. Atlanta, where the players play, Atlanta, but all of those have nothing on New Orleans. Nothing. The first thing we did when we got into town, it was like five in the morning, and we got some liquor drinks. Liquor drinks. Five in the morning. Five in the morning. And the play, and the bar was packed. And it's five in the morning in New Orleans, Louisiana, <laughs> eating po' boys. It was great. Um, That's take me back. <laughs> take me back. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> No, that's cool. So, I mean, in regards to all the traveling that you guys do, not just also like in the local areas, is there something, I mean, as a, as a band, as, you know, uh, a business itself, is there something you guys do specifically to um, pick venues that you're going to play at? Uh, and has it changed now than when you were before? It's such a cute kid. Venues? Is that what you're asking about venues? Yeah. I mean, it, it initially, it's whoever would take us. Who wants to book this noisy, this experimental noisy, jam like, band? Uh, who wants to do it? First come, first serve. Characters. Um, you know, we were down at the Outpost for a while downtown. They they get they're the first ones to give us a, a monthly gig. So yeah, that was our first residency. Um, we did that for like nine, ten months. And I think you know, on this on the first tour, we played one like comic book shop. I, I think now we're a little more, a little more picky about where, where we're gonna go. Like you should have a stage and a decent sound system. Me, a sound guy. Um, but a lot's gonna depend on how well the single and album do. We uh, we went out this time and, and got a publicist. Um, shout out to Shauna at Shameless Promotion, Shauna McCarnan. Um and we're on some blogs and playlists in the UK now and. Hell yeah. We're getting some work. radio play. Here the there. word gets out like this, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Hoping it uh, what? I just said hoping hoping the song uh, uh, grabs traction. Um, shout out to our friend Lori, too, who uh, runs Jam Bands Online. She's going to be doing a, a review of the album before too long when it comes out. So yeah. check that out. And... I yeah. think we've had an issue, especially locally, is like, honestly, we can't put our finger on it exactly, but like, if you to be real with all of the, the Neon Talk podcast uh, listeners right now, um, 
don't know. People just make up their mind about what something is and then don't even really give it the time of day. And, um, like, if you want, like, we've had jam kids be like, oh, you're kind of too punk. And then we've had punk kids be like, no, you're way too jam. And then, we, and it's like, whatever people want to call it, it doesn't change what it is. Yeah. Like, rose by any other name. Like, we're just Lazarus <laughs> playing the kind of music that we like. It, it is somewhat somewhat hard to get, you know, in your own town. Because a lot of people do know us outside yeah. music, you know. We've been around. I'd say, hey, do you have, have any funny stories about it? Yeah, Hamper Rod has probably been in his house at one point or another. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paige, is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah, yeah. I do have some LP boy stories, but I don't think they're podcast appropriate. <laughs> Find me another time, right? <laughs> Definitely another time. <laughs> um See, so, yeah, I mean, you guys always have had great energy together as a group, um, and definitely jamming. I mean, like as you guys know, I've seen you on a stage, and I've seen you in the basement. <laughs> How would you That's say, yeah, like, <laughs> how would you, um, you guys say that you keep up the energy as, like, together as a band, especially during, like, those jam moments on the stage and to, like, keep people uh, entertained and, like, and drawn into it, the show? What, what I learned early on, especially when I was doing electronic music, is that it's extremely boring just to stand on stage there. Um, even if you play bad and you're jumping around and getting the crowd into yeah. it, you can play poorly and people still have a good time. And I think that's that's kind of what my role in the band it is, is to jump around. a lot from the from the, the body energy of the. Uh, I saw a Gigi Allen documentary right. recently, and I start I eat laxatives before I go on stage now. <laughs> um, that's how I keep things interesting. That's my personal. Also, and, uh, we we heavily endorse any and all Mountain Dew products. If you're watching Mountain Dew, please. <laughs> Please sponsor us. And Red Bull. We Red drink Bull. So, Red much, Bull. so many Mountain Dew products. It's ridiculous. Monster Energy. <laughs> they, they can they can not call us. Rockstar. I don't even come uh, around just, here. Red you can talk to our secretary. Um, she might get back to She might get back to you. What's our secretary's name? We just got a new Florence. one. Florence. Florence. She's off in Madison. Mm-hmm. No, she, she, she quit. Lucy? Or, she quit, too. Oh, mm-hmm. damn it. All right. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> She's she said the three of us were difficult to manage. It's so hard to find good work. It really is. <laughs> it helps. In this count, economy, I mean. If you can't count on Candy and Lucy to get what you need, then, I mean. Oh, man. All right. So before we get you guys into playing um, a little bit of live uh, track for us, I do have about the two more questions for you. Um, the first one is regarding being on stage again. Um, so while you guys do jam a lot, is there a process that you do to pick out what songs and what tracks you're going to be playing per show? I like to think of it like a uh, <laughs> like a basketball play or something. Like, you know, we're kind of dribbling up the court and then maybe call a play like, hey, you start over here, I'll start over there. Like, I'll pass it to you, pass it back to me. But then when it, really framework, gets, when, it really gets, when it really gets down into it, it's all reactionary stuff. And we make like, I feel like more times than not, we'll be like, okay, here's like the first two or three songs. And then we'll kind of see how the crowd's going from there. And then if, you know, want to play some heavy songs on the yeah. back end, we can do that. If it's more of a sweeter night, we can, you know, do whatever we want. Um, but we usually pick the first two or three songs. And sniff it out, call, see where it goes. Some audibles from there. Yeah. Um, obviously, just starting out, you wind up getting put on on bills with some bands of varying different styles and different venues. We play with so, all different kinds of stuff. We play it's with crazy. emo bands, punk bands. Uh, our first show ever was with a rapper and a DJ. That is true. Yeah, um, King Verb. Yeah, we like to. Yeah, I like to stick our finger in the wind and see where things are going. Keep it busy. Got to. You never know when a song is going to turn into a 20-minute jam. Like, you just got to be ready for the moment. That's what's neat about really good bands. Is That's what I love so much about certain jam bands. Is like, you know, on, a, on the right night, any song, any moment can turn into, like, one of those, like, for real moments. And it's like, that's that's really exciting to me. Um, okay. We like being able to play our whole catalog. It, it never... 
it never set right to me. So many bands write, you know, 10 albums worth of music, and then out of the 10 songs in the album are never played after the first four. <laughs> like, what yeah. were they? Like, we want to always be able to play everything in a moment. And you might not... You might not get the hit song that you want at the show, which just means you gotta come to the next one. The next show, <laughs> and would you still every show's gonna it. be different. Every song's gonna be different. I mean, every night we feel different, and yeah. it definitely comes out. And that's the, that's the name of the improvisational music game. Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! No, I love it. I love that all together. So the last question I really have for you guys before we uh, get you going to play some music here is what advice, what's one piece of advice you would give to someone who is in your position of being in a band? I mean, especially during these tr times during like COVID and how to keep those positive morales going. Network. Network. Social, yeah. Network. Play live. Go build, live build real relationships with people. That, yeah. Like don't not, take yourself too seriously. Yeah, oh yeah. Not, take your art seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, that's true. And that's really the, the number one piece of advice. I build, can yeah, try and build lasting relationships with people based on not just, not just like, oh, you know, you like something, I like something, we can be friends, but like, you know, people you can have like legitimate exchange of ideas with. More than that, just people who are, who are doing it. I mean, so many people have great ideas. Like beautiful ideas, but such a small percentage of that like those the people don't yeah. execute it either poorly or at all. Must be however cheesy, like say porchlessnessism, which you can learn about more in our music. I'll just we'll just leave it at that. We will not go into porchlessnessism here. That's that's for part two. That is that is Fine, yeah. time. But, uh, <laughs> you'll you'll hear it. Elements. There's a song title. It's it's, it's a way. You've seen The Mandalorian, it's, it's, it's kind of a way. So, okay. We'll leave it at that. All right, all right, I love it. I love it. Well, um, before we get you guys going, uh, just so everybody else uh, knows, I mean, as you already mentioned earlier, you got uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, YouTube, LazarusPit.com, JDateFarmersOnly.com. Eli, do we still have our grinder? <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, you guys are the LP boys and uh, LP boys, yeah. LP boys, and everything else, I think it's just remember it's, it's Lazarus with an I. Yes, I have key information right there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. sweet. We got that little guy, so we're going to jam. And uh, we're so Does that sound good? That sounds it sounds great, guys. You what? It sounds good. Okay. I turned I turned my camera. I turned my uh, my camera. All right. So this is the uh, title track dedicated to our dear boy Conifer Izzy. We love you, Pineco. We miss you. This is for him and all all conifers out there in the world that are trying just to chase it.
Which will like, be here somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly through the poorhouse, so stay tuned on that. Yeah. Big things Ooh. come. <laughs> Go check our Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Pit, our website, WazzardPit.com. We'll be updating there, and we cannot wait to do another live stream for y'all. Hell yeah, guys. All Thank right. you much again maybe next time we'll actually get you guys on the live stream we'll have better to better choices next time but thank you again for everything you guys are awesome i miss you all i'm glad you guys got home safe Keep yeah. we'll talk soon I'm over on a round of run land bye guys Thank you everyone so much for watching this episode of Neon Talk. I had a lot of fun talking to the LP boys about uh, everything. The intro, the outro, where they're going, what they're doing. And it was fun watching their live um, jams. So if you guys are interested, like we've been talking about throughout this whole podcast, you can go find their music on any of those platforms. You can also go give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook or anywhere that suits you. You can also go follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Neon Black Clothing. And if you are interested in being on a podcast of Neon Talk, you can send us a direct message. Artists, entrepreneurs, anyone who's really interested, we'd love to have you on. We are always looking for guests currently. We are booked out until, I believe, July. So go ahead and get those uh, requests in soon and we'll get you guys in for a Neon Talk podcast. But in the meantime, I hope you guys had a great one watching this and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.